Hi. Hey. How are you? Good. Happy 2021. Happy 2021. Um, I read somewhere that 2021 is simply 2020 with bangs. Oh. <laughs> Did you recently cut those bangs? Yeah, like a month ago. They're cute. Thanks, but my hair is so curly, they just all kind of, it all flows together anyway. It does. Yeah. It does all flow together. Yeah, you'd never know. Um, I've been cutting my hair during the pandemic as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. So where are your bangs? I don't really have bangs right now. Okay. But I have a lot of additional layers that I put in my hair, which I gave myself a dry cut where I just stood in the bathroom mirror and went. There you go. It looks awesome. Well, it's you can't see it too close, and that's we're gonna keep it that way for a while. Okay. Although I have to say, um, one way that uh, Ian and I, my husband, have been um, growing closer is in that we assist one another with our hair. So my last, I'm like 60% gray. And so my last time that I dyed my hair, he actually took a paintbrush and painted the dye on in the back of my, the crown of my head. Isn't that nice? Nice, nice marital gesture. There you go. Very mm -hmm. good. I had to use clippers for the first time a few months ago on my husband's head and my son's head. And it was pretty much a disaster. <laughs> Did they fire you as their hair hairdresser? Yeah, it was a one and done. <laughs> so we now have clippers in the home and haven't been used for a long time. So who's cutting their hair? Um, they just waited for great clips to open back up. Yeah, they, they, got, they got long. Jack's, um, my son's hair is it's real, real mullety at this point. And because I, he let me cut his hair one time and then he fired me yeah. and I didn't disagree with him firing me. <laughs> um, I wasn't very good with his hair. I'm pretty good with Ian's though. I've given him seven COVID cuts. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, but I, Jack, we're, I've just decided to like, whatever, just, yeah. just grow your, he wears a hat all the time anyway. So who cares? Hmm. So so you last time we talked, you were thinking about mom moving in. That's what I was hoping we could talk about today. That, that okay. I'm officially in the sandwich. Figurative, figuratively and literally, because um, right before I came to you today, I was actually doing a grilled cheese for my mom in her apartment because she can't remember how to use the stovetop, which I'm so glad she called and asked me to help her because the second day she was here, we had our first fire. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty staggering that, you know, watching somebody who's been so on it their whole lives, you know, I mean, she is, she raised five kids. She, you know, has, PhD, um, and now she's losing her memory rapidly, mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, it's pretty. It's sad. It's yeah. really sad. 
And it's, um, it's a really strange position to be in, to be changing, reversing roles. Um, it's, for all intents and purposes, it's as if we adopted it. Fourth child. Wow. And it, and it, it's, um, it's something that I want to do well. You know, I want to take care of my mom. She's literally the reason I'm a semi-functioning adult. Every time I tried to get in my own way growing up um, and even well into adulthood, uh, she would swoop in and save the day. Um, but it's, it's really hard and I get it. I mean, I get why she's from her perspective. She doesn't, she doesn't realize most of the time that she has a significantly impacted um, short-term memory. Um, and so she gets really combative and really stubborn. And uh, it's just hard. It's hard on everyone. Yeah, it's got to be frustrating for her. And obviously when she's frustrated, that bleeds out all over. And <laughs> I can't imagine the kind of emotions and feelings and guilt and, and all of that that you all feel. So yeah, it's a roller coaster. It's truly, I mean, that it is the most dramatic roller coaster I've been on in my life because depending on the moment of the day, she's more or less lucid. And when she's, um, when she's got her mind on something that is important to her, she's not giving it up. We, we had this really inane conversation with her the other day, my Ian and I, um, where she was trying to argue that the Lincoln Financial Group annual report was something that she needed to keep because she was researching something in it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that for her, it represented us taking away her independence that we were saying to her this, you don't need to keep this. Nobody reads these. There's, there's literally nothing in here that is going to assist you in managing your finances. Um, so, you know, it, it also, I think, brings up just a lot of the um, questions of how we value women in or don't <laughs> in our society and, and what constructs women's identities, um, right? Like I look at my, the difference between my parents, my dad wasn't the primary caregiver. Um, he'd, he worked all the time um, and my mom gave up her job. She gave up her job for us when we were kind of going to hell in a handbasket, she gave up her friends and she has for her whole, um, the latter part of her adult life, she's just, she's parented. And then she grandparented, she took care, she's taking care of all of our little ones so that we could go back to work. And yet now here she is losing her independence and she doesn't, she doesn't really have anything to construct an identity around anymore uh, because she constructed it around us and taking care of us. Mm -hmm. 
and then now you now, but now look at it the 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 um the perpetuation of it into the next generation right? right it's it's my sister and i who've taken on the task of caring for her and when you look at what's happened in the pandemic you know it's the women who've had to give up mm -hmm. or curtail um our employment because we're the mothers and the daughters and the <laughs> it's it's it really so, is cultural. It really is. It's not just companies. It's not just corporate bias. It is cultural. Thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. Women are the caregivers. We are the backbone. Yeah, we are. We are. You know, and I, I can offer, yeah, I guess I'm struck as you're talking that you know, in March last year, you made the leap from corporate because you felt so compelled to be a great mom as the pandemic was breaking. And I made the decision to break from corporate this time last year too, because I wanted to be a good mom. And um, yeah, I've got, my kids are older than yours. But I had a 23-year-old, a soon-to-be 21-year-old, and a 14-year-old. And in December 2019, I asked my 14-year-old to grade me on a scale. And she gave me an eight and a half, a scale of one to 10. Eight and a half is the score she gave me, which made me feel really good. Um, except when I asked, you know, why the eight and a half, she said, I just don't think you know me very well. I can't remember when we had a mother-daughter day. Um, I'm not sure you know what I want for dinner, what I like, what my favorite dinners are. And mom, I'm going to be in high school next year. And so I don't know when we're going to get back to that. So the mom thing is tough, that, that caregiver um, compassion when you're also trying to be this careerist and this advocate and a volunteer and 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 um to everyone else and at that time as well i reflected on my mom and you know this liz but my mom um was a perfectionist um she was very critical of herself um wanted to be everything for everyone and three months after my youngest was born so 14 plus years ago at this point, um, she died by suicide. And so it was really hard for me to hear my youngest say those things about me as a mom, mm -hmm. even though they were very kind and gentle things. Um, it just struck me um, that I have been trying to be this great executive and careerist in healthcare to change healthcare so that mental health was part of holistic health and well-being for people and communities and was had been so focused on that that I kind of got derailed myself with assuming that the kids were well taken care of and my husband's well taken care of and 
I segmented my life and most of it went to career. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to hit the brakes too about this whole mom thing. Um, and wanting to learn from her experience. Um, but the last thing I ever wanted to do was to be this disconnected mom for my kids, the way my mom was disconnected and ultimately took her own life. Um, just shook me to the core. So when you're describing that, it, it raises the question for me, what does it mean to be a good mom, right? Like, what is that? What does it mean to us? What does it mean to our kids? Um, where is that? Where is that point or that line in the sand where we um, figure out the right level of sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah, it's just, it's, that's some heavy stuff. I know. And I don't have an answer for you, but I think it all always gets back to being intentional and know what choices you're making about how you're spending your time, how you're spending your resources, how you're replenishing your energy. Um, and you and I in our coaching, you know, ask our clients to kind of look at all the possibilities of our lives and, and tell us what would they like to focus on in improvement. And so I did um, last year do a little bit of that work. Um, and then I thought in the last few weeks as January was kicking off, it was probably time to really pull that back out and, and think about it and, and also think about you know, what word am I going to land on for, for 2021? That's going to be my little snap me back <laughs> into uh, reality. And last year, my word was calm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be calm, even though the world was crazy, chaotic, unknown, full of fear, um, brand new stuff. I wanted to be calm. And I think for 2021, my word is spark. You know, I'm ready to start to spark um, a little bit new, a little bit more energy, a little bit movement toward um, the future. And we've talked about transformation. So really spark that transformation and hit the ground running. I love that word. And that, I, when I think of you, I definitely think of a spark. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about how do we, you mentioned intention and the, I think the challenge with the sandwich, with being in a sandwich is that you're constantly reacting and putting out fires and right. And so literally in some cases, although it was Ian that put out the fire that um, we had on day two of my mom living with us. But um, so how do we keep the intention alive um, and for me, how do I not become, how do I not repeat what my mom did in terms of losing herself mm-hmm. um, and prioritizing everyone else's needs over hers? Um, and my 
coping so far. We'll see how it goes. But um, 2021, I am not, I am resolved that I will not lose myself in all of this. And so um, I started a, a book club with some mom friends and it's virtual, of course, COVID, but, um, and you're in it. Um, and we're called book-ish okay. um, because we don't, we're not going to be really hard on ourselves okay. or like, we don't, we don't have to be, we're not, we're not going to be like intellectual, intellectual about it. It's really in, it's mom time with, with books and wine. So you're not going to make me feel bad if I don't have any, everything read by a certain time. No. In <laughs> fact, that was a key premise with right. one of our members, Laura. She was like, I'm a slow reader people. I need to not have pressure. So um, yeah, it's, you know, there's no expectations um, around how much you've read. And then the second thing, because I really love to get out in nature and I haven't much in 2020, um, is I started a group called the Sunday Strollers. Ah. And actually, I didn't name it though. I think I, I don't remember what, what I was thinking of calling it, but actually my friend Laura named it the Sunday Strollers. And every Sunday, we're going to try to get out and do a hike. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm going to try and I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be pretty rigorous with myself in returning to the intention, which is that, you know, if I don't put, you know, the air mask on myself first, think about that plane analogy if I don't make sure that I've got my own oxygen mask on, I'm not gonna be able to um, fulfill the expectations that other people have of me and bringing it back to you and, and your daughter that, that you have for yourself, right? The kind of mom I wanna be, which doesn't have to be the same as every other mom. It's right. what, no one's gonna show up and give us a trophy at the end of this. Well, actually your kids might. I know my kids are not gonna show up with a trophy for me, regardless <laughs> yeah. of how I rear them. Right. So we're, you know, at the end of the day, we're the ones that we have to be able to um, reconcile how we spent our time with. And I think a huge part of it is just that regular self-accountability of those check-ins to ask yourself, are you on track or not? Yeah. How, how are you feeling? How are your emotions? Um, yeah. you know, how would you grade yourself? And then, you know, check in with your body. Are you sleeping okay? Are you tense? Are you grinding your teeth? Or are you are you okay? Yeah. Personally, I've introduced a tincture into my bedtime ritual, which has CBD in it. Uh -huh. and that has actually made a, a difference for anyone who's been. I, I know a lot of um, women friends who tell me that they're they wake up at three in the morning, <laughs> and then they can't get back to sleep because all the things. Uh huh. Um, and I was having that too. And ever since I started taking my tincture, I have slept through the night, knock on wood. But interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then there's melatonin. They've got melatonin gummies and those seem to work pretty well too. So 
you know, sleep is critical. It is. And, and surrounding yourself with people, I think that's the other thing I did in this recent past is um, surround myself with women who are at once really like aggressively accept, accepting of me and also encouraging me mm-hmm. to right like your those messages of you are great exactly how you are yeah. and how can we cheer for you to to go forward toward whatever it is you want exactly and yeah. that's that's huge fuel that's the fuel i need mm-hmm. that's great so. I think that's the fuel everyone needs um, and, and what we're trying to create here in this group. And I really am hoping we can go live with some sessions um, sometime over the next few weeks to, to see if we can help encourage and um, spark um, connections that women may not have otherwise. You know, connections outside of work and family are really important. They are. Gosh, boy, did I learn that. Yeah. This year. Yeah. You never know, what, you never know when your job's going to change. <laughs> you gotta, no. So you need to have relationships in multiple places. Yeah. My connections before were 80% work or more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then the 20% small family. Um, and I didn't really have much at all outside. And so now I'm trying to think about how do I connect with colleagues and as much or more with family and friends and who's out there um, that I haven't even met yet who are wildly awesome women and friends um, that I can learn a whole lot from or can give me that surprising energy boost. So I think it's that three pillar. That's really important. We need to keep looking for that Mm -hmm. this year. And grow that for sure. And then I did take um, the exercise. I don't, I don't know if you can even read this. Is that, does that look right to you or is that backwards on your screen? It looks right. Okay. All right. So I, I took the slices of pie that we usually talk about with clients and, and talk, think about career, job, money, health, friends, family, love partner, personal and spiritual growth, fun and recreation, and physical environment, work, home. And thought about, you know, last year, I was absolutely up here, you know, focused on career, focused on job, the breadwinner of the family. So money is important. Um, Thinking about my home and my work and, you know, how to have those good environments. And I have like, flipped and want to intentionally in 21 flip and focus on health, friends and family, love, spiritual growth. Knowing that I will always figure out the career and I will always have money in some way as an outcome and not focus on those things. If I focus on the rest, this will come. These these will be outcomes. And even as I think about career um, and job, I had to add some qualifiers here to say, 
if I start to think about career again, I need it to be a career where I can be creative and authentic and a change agent. Those are the things that give me energy. Um, so even if I do go back toward corporate, those are must, and I need to hold myself accountable to those. In terms of money, I need to focus on what's enough. It's enough. It's enough. Because the more we make, the more we spend. And so how do we just get to that place? Yes, I, that resonates so much with me as well. Yeah. And for this year, I need to focus on reducing expenses. I don't need to be fanatical about how am I going to you know, increase revenue and grow the top line. I, I need to trust that that will come naturally at whatever pace makes sense. Um, but I can certainly focus on expenses. I can focus on what we really don't need, what we really don't value. Quit adding all this crap and stuff that is just stuff. And then it's more stuff to worry about. And then it's more stuff on a to-do list. And then it's just like adding to the stress. It's like, yeah. Um, but I think that will be important. I think the physical environment, I used to worry about the home being the right environment and the work being in the right environment. Now that my work is at home, I found I really like that. And I like the integrated approach. So mm -hmm. in the future, that's another thing just to ask myself constantly. Um, and whatever my next steps are, am I keeping that integrated? Mm -hmm. It works really well. Um, and I'm surprised by that, honestly. I used to be the queen of, well, I work hard and I play hard. Mm -hmm. And one thing happened at work and one thing happened at home. And now with this, I thought I would suck at that. And I thought I would hate it, um, but I really enjoy it. So I need to keep that integrated. And then in terms of fun and recreation, I just decided I just need to embed that down here and I need to keep it simple and spontaneous. I don't need to plan big, huge things. I don't need to think about big, huge gifts. I just need to infuse simple, spontaneous, authentic fun into my daily life with my friends, my husband, just even myself, mm -hmm. taking some breaks through the day, through the week, you know, maybe Friday afternoons just need to be no schedule period and it has to be a friday fun something yeah whatever so, that is so that. you said the word authentic a couple times and i think that is if we can't be authentic in our 40s then when the heck can we yeah and it you made me think about too um just reflecting on um the corporate work i'm doing that is feels so different um, from what I was doing a year ago. The the difference really is, I I lucked into working with one of the people who truly um, accepted and valued the way that I did HR work. Like she and so. I don't have to, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about, ooh, how am I gonna show up in this conversation or in this recommendation? Because I 
I know that she already knows where, like she knows where I'm coming from and she um, accepts it, That's values cool. it. Yeah. You're not second guessing yourself. You're not double checking, triple checking because you're accepted as that authentic you. Yes. Yes. I don't have to, um, I have to know what I'm doing. Right. And I have to right. know what I'm doing. I have to have researched what I'm talking about. I don't have to hide who I am. I don't have to perform as if I'm somebody other than me. And I think a lot of times in, in work, we feel pressure to pretend that we are something that we're not. And that that's exhausting. And I don't have to contend with that. And so I think like for you, when you're considering if you were to go back into um, a corporate setting, like who, who are the people that when you have worked in the past, um, you really felt like my views are respected and valued and, you know, that's, that's the direction that we want to go in if we're, um, going to feel fulfilled. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I mean, I just want to feel valued and I want to know I'm providing value and, when you feel that on both sides, that, that just provides a synergy. Um, yeah. Naturally, you don't have to work so hard for it. Yeah. And I guess I tell you all this because I, I think this is a key for all of us just to take 15 minutes and go through some sort of reflection like this. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we find ourselves just on autopilot kind of doing everything the same way we always did it, assuming we're headed in the right direction, just not thinking about it. Um, and every quarter or so, just a re, re, I don't want to say reboot, but just a, a practice of reflecting to be sure, you know, we're all focused on the right slices in the right ways so that we're making intentional choices. There's that word again. And that I love this exercise. I'm going to do it. I haven't done it for 2021. So I'm yeah. going to do it and I'll share it with you next week. And you should put it somewhere in the, um, in the comments when we're oh, publishing okay. the episode. Yeah, I can absolutely do that. So I went from spark to what I really want to spark to calling it um, integrated simplicity. I'm trying to just integrate all of this good stuff at the bottom. Um, and at the very bottom, I finally wrote, say no thank you, not now to the rest. That's great. Even the thoughts that come to, into my mind to you know, just say no thank you, not now. I love that. And say that to our inner critic. I Thanks, but thank. Yep, no thank you. I appreciate you trying to protect me and I appreciate your perspective, but no, thank you. Not now. I love that. No, thank you. Not now. I'm going to say that to second grade. There you go. No, thank you. Not now. Yeah. You've already graduated. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. My second grader has soot or mascara all over her hands and her face. And she's, she's sitting in school with that right now. Cause I was like, oh, well, I gotta go. Can't deal with that right now. No, it's okay. Who cares? Who cares? All right, my friend, it's been great talking.
You too. See you next week. See you next week. We got this. <laughs>